This is the Pool Together Community Podcast. Pool Together is the world's number one no-loss prize savings account, and you can visit pooltogether.com to deposit. You're listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. I'm your host, Hot Mike, a.k.a. Tim, a.k.a. There's a tornado outside, but I feel safe and cozy. And I'm here with Scooter from Revest Finance. Scooter, thanks for being on the podcast with the Pool Together community today. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. I'm so pumped to talk to you about uh, Revest and talk to you about Resonate. And uh, But first, we got to hear about your story, Scooter. I love hearing how people find their way into crypto because uh, it helps me with my story, tell my story better, and also help encourage other people to get involved with crypto. So how, why are you here? How'd you get here? Yeah, I mean, it's a long story. I uh, was... Got into crypto at the end of uh, 17. So, so that was fun. Uh, I, you know, I think the first introduction I had to, to crypto was a friend who was using, uh, buying illicit things on Silk Road with Bitcoin. And a little bit later, I decided, hey, you know, Maybe there's something to this this uh, internet magic money thing, and I think the first token I bought was actually IOTA. Back when IOTA was all the you know all the talk of, uh, of the town, so I uh, you know, made it some small investments in, in in crypto at the end of 2017. Those did really horribly. I think I, I held it basically like the entire like bear market. Uh, I was, you know, I didn't really understand you know, any of the underlying technology or any of that. I was just kind of speculating like everybody else at the end of that that bull cycle. And I, over the next few years, just, you know, was more interested in like the trading side of things. And eventually when that didn't pan out for me very well, I decided to like earnestly like get deep into technology um so i you know started to learn the economics of things the a little bit of coding and i just started like hanging around communities that that had projects that that i was interested in uh and one of those in this last cycle was a uh, revest uh, i think i actually initially heard about it on chico chico crypto's youtube channel and it seemed really interesting, like using NFTs to basically like, you know, instead of pointing to some JPEG, uh, instead, like these, F- the, these NFTs point to like a relevant piece of like on-chain financial data. That seemed like a really cool, uh, cool thing they were doing. So I started hanging around the Revest community as much as possible. And eventually... Uh, I think like last February or March was it. Uh, Rob offered me a job to to uh, be a part of a new business development team, and this was to this was centered around uh, not Revest but a new product, Yield Futures Protocol, that would uh, eventually become Resonate, and so. You know if there's if there's people out there if you're like looking to get 
into the industry um, and start a career in the industry, I like highly recommend like, the best thing you can do is be there, like just be a part of the community, be involved. And that's all I did. And uh, so here I am, you know, a part of the business development team. And I've been doing this for about about seven, eight months now. And and yeah, just like super excited to like be on the other side of things, like not just be uh, an investor or a speculator, but actually get to like uh, uh, deals together between protocols and hedge funds. And we're just doing like all kinds of really cool stuff that I'd never thought I would get to be a part of. So that's been that's my journey to crypto. It's been really exciting. And I think it's just the beginning of things. So one of the biggest hurdles to overcome in crypto is to uh, gain adoption, to onboard normies, the crypto curious, to expand the amount of people in the ecosystem. And so a lot of that communication of what your product is and what the values are, you, you, you like the techno babble, you got to you got to whittle it down into something that's like zingy and something that can can stick. And I think one of the reasons why Pull Together is successful or or I, I think Pull Together is easy to explain, easier for me to explain to uh, my mom or my normie friends, although they still glaze over sometimes. But like looking at Revest website, Revest.finance, um, you've got some really cool things on here that I want to know more about. But I'm also like, ooh, how do you even communicate this to people? So right now I'm looking at your site and you have like make the illiquid positions liquid. And I love that. I, 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 I want to know more about that. So so could you just walk us through how to use Revest? What 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 are the things that we can do? Yeah, sure. So, you know, so much of if you look at traditional finance, especially. There's a lot of value created where you have the, the at the intersection of liquid and illiquid assets. Basically, if you can take something that's liquid and, and, and make it more illiquid or vice versa, there's some value to be extracted there. So, you know, to, to put it simply, what Revest does is we take you can take any ERC-20 and uh, or any EVM uh, uh, compatible token and you can lock that into an FNFT and um, you know, basically make a, a, a non-fungible position, a unique financial position out of any you know, arbitrary set of ERC-20 deposited uh, into that FNFT. And at first, that might seem like, oh, there's not much to that, but... And you start incorporating that into uh, staking systems, you know, yield farms, rebase tokens, what have you. That's when things can get really interesting. So, you know, just as an example, um, one of the recent uh, partnerships that we made with Velodrome, uh, we have this is this is through Resonate, uh, which like I got mentioned was a yield is a yield futures protocol. We have Velodrome LPers locking up their uh, LP tokens. In this case, I believe it's Velo, Velo USDC. They're going to lock that in to uh, an FNFT on Resonate, and they're going to receive a, basically an upfront payout on their future yield. Right, and on the other side of that deal, we have a uh, 
the uh, Velodrome Treasury. They're going to offer that upfront payout, and in exchange for basically purchasing the interest rights to that uh, LP or his principal to those LP tokens um, at a discount, right? So it's we're we're basically aligning incentives between uh, the protocol treasury and the LPers in that case, and basically what the the from a liquidity uh, perspective is happening there, you've got LPers who currently can just come and go as they like, right? And that's not so great for uh, the protocol treasury uh, for the protocol necessarily. So what Resonate allows the Velodrome Treasury to do is, you know, while they make a return, they're also locking this uh, mercenary liquidity. Uh, they're locking that down for like a certain amount of time, say six months or a year, whatever it might be. And so as, essentially they're making that, that LP or make their position uh, e-liquid for a time. And they're trading that time uh, for an upfront payment now. Right. So that's where value that that resonate. Uh, uh, that's an example of the value that resonate produces through making something that's currently liquid, in this case, an LP position more e-liquid. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And then yeah. how is that paid out? Yeah. So in this case, I believe Velodrome is paying out USDC as the upfront payout. So. So they're going to have an LP or come with Velo USDC. They're going to make an upfront payment, uh, which is just based on on the future uh, expected yield that that LP position would would uh, gain over a certain amount of time. And they make that upfront payout in or non-native token in this case, I believe it's USDC. And and yeah, the LP or gets that. They get that that fixed upfront pay, payout. And uh, they also get this principal FNFT that contains the uh, rights to their principal. And after, uh, if it's a year pool, then after a year, they would uh, regain access. They'd be able to unlock that print point. Okay, so I'm seeing this, like, so you can create a position and you get this FNFT, the financial NFT. Um, and then there's like, you can fractionalize it. So th- there's a couple different. There, you're you're creating a time lock, right? You're locking in value, mm-hmm. um, and then and then you can fractionalize it. There's I'm I'm just trying to wrap my head around that. Like, you know, let me let me uh, let me step back for just a second because uh, something I should explain is is revest. You could think of it as. Do you play video games? Totally. You can hear oh. it in my voice. I know. <laughs> uh, so you know that uh, you know you have these game engines like Unity or uh, what's another one? Unreal. These are some of the game engines yeah. that that you use to build games, right? So Revest, this is just the the FNFT software as a service. Uh, you could think of those as like the underlying game engine that Resonate builds on top of. Right, and resonate specifically as a yield futures protocol, right? So basically, issuers and purchasers are trading uh, rights to future interest, right? So yeah, so Revest is more of like uh, the underlying technology, and Resonate uses Revest FNFTs basically separate principal from interest. 
right so so in regards to like the uh the series thing that's something probably more it isn't exactly applicable to resonate specifically um maybe there's a way like an example where that would make sense to fractionalize but the fractionalization of the of the fnfts allows you to basically uh create like a series right and 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 you know, you could split up a number of tokens into into a series and and be able to, to to dole those out. Like some of the use cases for that might be, let's say, uh, like team token vesting, or let's say, you know, you have uh, users who you know have some vesting schedule on their tokens. You could set up a series FNFT to to, you know, and deposit those tokens and be able to dole them out that way. The cool thing about that is, you know, you could take something that, for instance, is like an escrowed token, right? And you could have that split up into a series FNFT and be able to, uh, those FNFTs themselves are still tradable, right? Like on any secondary market, OpenSea, LooksRare, whatever that might be, PaintSwap, um, who's actually developing a, an FNFT-specific uh uh, side of things on their platform for us. So that's really cool. So these FNFTs are, including the principal and yield uh, yield FNFTs that Resonate produces, these are tradable across any secondary market. So it creates a kind of like, say, a meta layer of commerce where it doesn't affect that the buying and selling of these FNFTs doesn't affect the underlying position. Yeah, so... Uh just an idea that has been tossed around in the pool together community is the ability to deposit into pool together. And, um, and when you're deposited into pool together, you have a, a certain probability of winning based on the amount that you're depositing. And so you could do the same thing. You could deposit in a pool together. You could lock it down for like, say, you know, a year, you put a hundred dollars in pool together for a year and that would give you the probability of like getting a certain amount of yield, right? But you could do it. I, I'm not saying that this is the product, but, the, the, but this is where my mind went when you were explaining this scooter is basically you can, it's almost like a scratch off. Like you, you at that moment determine like if you won or not and your money's locked and you still get your $100 back, but you have like a certain probability of chance right now to get the yield right then and there with pool together uh and and i love on resonate your website uh, the, the the website that runs you know revest is is the foundation of resonate there's this i want more token i want tokens now or if you switch the button to later more is is I want more tokens later. So you can either have tokens now or more tokens later. And that's, that's really good UX right there. Uh, it, it, I get it. I get it right yeah. there. So anyway, uh, I, yeah, I was just thinking if pull together had a now button or a, or a wait button kind of thing is, is a pretty, pretty cool use case yeah. there. And, and, you know, re, you know, pull together, doesn't necessarily need to do anything on their end. So, like, we could build a resonate pool on top of pool together, right? On top of your your just your flagship product, and users could uh, through resonate deposit into uh, pool together, right? And basically sell their 
future expected yield on that position on that principal or a fixed upfront payment and uh, get it right now. So that's pretty cool. And then on the other side of the deal, the purchaser, as we call it, they're going to be uh, purchasing the rights to that yield at a discount. And that's the trade-off that they're making. It's just based on the time value of money, right? Money is worth more now than it is later, right? So, yeah, maybe there's some synergy there that we could uh, get into. Yeah, and then as far as purchasing, that that's happening on secondary, on OpenSea, right? No. That's so that happens directly on Resonate. So so we kind of have like a, a fuse pool type system where we match uh, within the Resonate pool two different parties, call them issuers and purchasers. Issuers are, uh, say in this case, users who have uh, um, together uh, tokens or whatever the, the, the vault token is. Uh, they would bring that. Uh, on the issuer side, they get the upfront payout and the principal FNFT that has their uh, principal locked in it. And the purchaser on the other side of the deal, they get the yield FNFT, and that will have pushed to it all the yield that comes off that principal position over that set duration. Make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But but these could be on other secondaries. Yeah, they are. Right? Yeah, so they so yeah, we do match the issuers and purchasers within the resonate pool. But of course, that yield or principal FNFT, both of them can be after the fact traded on secondary markets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and in Velodrome's case, in the example that you gave earlier, they're they're providing that now or later thing, right? They're providing the, the you're going to lock and Velodrome's going to give you USDC immediately so that you, they, you, main, you have to maintain that USD, the, the liquidity position. However, like that's, that's them just guaranteeing the sale. Oh, on the open market, it could be different, right? Like, I mean, it could be somebody could pay more, somebody could pay less. Yeah, no, totally, totally. I mean, you could have, say, a yield FNFT, um, Somebody, some purchaser has entered a deal and they've got this yield FNFT. And let's say the expected yield over the year is like a, a 30% APY. That's what they're expecting to get. That's what they made an upfront, upfront payment based upon. Uh, now, let's say six months in, that yield farm has, I don't know, it's gone up and uh, it's expected to go up more. Right? That's the general sentiment of the market. You could take that yield FNFT and, uh, you know, get totally liquid again. You could take that to a secondary market and sell that potentially for more than than uh, what you paid for, um, you know, relative to the uh, upfront payout that you made, right? So, yeah, there's, like I said, these FNFTs are tradable across any secondary market. We do even have uh, protocols that, that are working on building this out now, but they want to offer... Uh, build out collateral debt markets for our uh, principal and yield FNFTs. Actually be able to take these, uh, not just to a secondary market to sell them, but to use them as collateral to take out a loan again. Right, yeah. So that was that was my next question is about peer-to-peer lending. We've got some big fans. Richard's in the audience. We've got some big fans of peer-to-peer lending and thinking about like how could this be used to make that easier, to do some matchmaking, you know, right now it's happening in Discord channels, and and uh, there's some we we've had we're, we have a Twitter Spaces tomorrow with Pwn or Pawn, um, so there there are services to use that. But I, I, it sounds like you also have your own kind of OTC thing going on, like your own matchmaking. 
Yeah, do you mean like arranging issuers and purchasers together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I mean. So, yeah. So one of the one of the uh I think a little bit of this is due to just like the current market conditions. It seems like you have a very uh busy community here. Uh a lot of communities Know, aren't faring that well and they don't have a lot of you know a lot of users um are just not around right now that were around you know, a year ago um and so one of the recent sort of pivots if you will that we've made is we've started reaching out to uh hedge funds and like just sales potentially you know big lpers and we're arranging uh deals between them and protocol treasuries on the purchaser side uh, who maybe are interested in like some treasury diversification or just driving sticky liquidity to their own, uh, their own native yield farms. And, and yeah, so we're, we're putting those deals together. We're having a lot of success with that. Um, we've got hedge funds arranged uh, with, you know, partnered up, if you will, paired up with um, Alchemix, with um uh what is another one with uh yearn with uh, a handful of others and you're gonna see a lot of uh next few weeks you're gonna see a lot of rollouts of these type of deals uh just a little bit alpha we got some glp based pools coming out very soon uh, i would say expect those in the next couple weeks um so yeah so that's one of the things that we're doing the current market conditions is trying to uh, get hedge funds. You know, frankly, a lot of them are, uh, and we're starting to learn this as, we, as we're reaching out to these guys and talking to them. Uh, they're pretty spooked right now with everything that's gone on. I even we've talked to some outfits that have that lost some money recently on FTX, and what we have found is that he can offer them something that is not only uh, actually more lucrative than what they were, uh, you know, to give them a higher margin than what they were making, uh, purely having like only one foot in crypto and being like, you know, relegating themselves to centralized exchanges and doing market making, what have you, operations on that. Uh, we're able to put them something where they can make quite a bit of money, which is what they're used to, is what they're looking for. We can also make it uh, relatively even more safe than what they're used to. Uh, by having them basically go full bore into DeFi, that's that's our goal: is to take some of these hedge funds that only got one foot in crypto, and and have them, you know, up into the pool, right? So that's uh, so just to, to to expound on that, uh, we actually have created like a series of structured products for these hedge funds to enter uh, that actually like. And the cool thing about Resonate, because you can, because as an LP or right, as a depositor, you're basically pulling future yield forward. You know, you're able to take some of that potentially and build structured product with it, say like an options uh, uh, straddle, right, around your LP position. Actually hedge against some of that upfront payouts, actually hedge against, um, you know, in permanent loss, uh, but also build that 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 option straddle and be able to hedge against fluctuations in the you know token against the uh against uh the stable it's paired with right so that's some of the cool things that we that we're working on right now 
and forgive my ignorance, but like you're what? So if I'm providing a liquidity position and I'm and I'm then distributing it, like, and I'm I'm getting that yield back. I'm just getting the, the sorry, like the rewards back, right? I'm not getting. It's not like somebody's buying my entire position, or I could do that. I could do both of those things. I could get yield from Velodrome, let's say, and then also sell sell off my liquidity position to, as you were saying, hedge, right? If I think that if I think that's going to go down, I could sell it to retain, like to keep the capture the value right now. Yeah, potentially. Uh, so, so like the basic, the the basic structure is you've got, uh, let's say, Velodrome, right? They're on that purchaser side. They're going to get, they're basically renting yield rights to the issuer's principal, right? For the duration of whatever the Resonate pool is set up for. Right? So let's say if it's a year, or for that year, they're going to rent the, the yield rights to that the issuer's principal over the course of that year. After that year is up, that issuer is going to get, they've got that principal FNFT the whole time. After that year, they're going to be able to, to take their principal out of the FNFT. Uh, and in the meantime, they get that, that upfront payout from Velodrome. That, that is, of course, like has a discount baked into it. So that, that basically means on the purchaser side, you're getting, in this case, Velodrome is getting a boosted yield, right, on their own uh, native farm. Right? Okay, I got it. So And so for them, that basically looks like emissions reduction, right? Right. So from their, from their point of view, if this was some other entity that was acting as purchaser in that case, they would just be getting a, they would be getting a boosted yield and what they could get by just depositing uh, LP onto uh, Velodrome. Right, so they're getting a, a fat boosted yield. They're super happy. Uh, Velodrome, the reason that they want to fill that role as pr- a, a purchaser is because one, they're directly incentivizing uh, more sticky liquidity for their own protocol. Uh, but all those, all that yield, all those tokens that are uh, coming off that principal that they're renting their rights to, all that's just getting cycled back into their treasury. So effectively, from their perspective, they're getting emissions reduction while also being a a real commitment from their mercenary liquidity, right? which isn't the case now. Mercenary liquidity on Velodrome can just come and go as they please. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess one of my, my concern would be just kind of protecting myself from impermanent loss when I'm providing liquidity. And then also I'm concerned about like token go down sort of things. Right. So that's that's I'm just how I'm approaching. Those are my two big fears for me to be able to use it. And so if I'm like, oh, this this like the yield's cool, but then also I want to I yeah I want to walk away positive on this whole deal. So that's just yeah, that's how yeah, I'm trying of course, to wrap it of course. So you know we have a, a you know you've got a range of different types of yield farms out there. Obviously, with something like a stable pool, right? You're don't have the same risk of impermanent loss and and as i was getting into earlier you have that upfront payout right? you're able to right. take some of that and build uh, potentially a a position that's uh you know, using other products like say there's this new dpeg uh protocol out there y2k i don't know if anybody's familiar but with y2k you know potentially you could some of your upfront payout, right? As an LP, or let's say you're locking uh, a Velo USDC, we'll use that example again. 
and you want to edge against, uh, you know, Velo going down against USDC, right? Which would give you a bunch of impermanent loss, right? And that's a problem. So, uh, you know, you could build uh, either like a perp short or uh, option, right? That would uh, edge you against that that impermanent loss, basically. Also, I should mention the the upfront payout itself is a natural hedge, right? So let's say you are in a ETH USDC pool, uh, you know, offering ETH USDC LP, lock that up, an upfront payout in ETH, right? So if you look that at that from a perspective of like what your exposure is, if you're exposed to more upside of ETH, right? you're also exposed to more downside right if so it's more potentially more impermanent loss if ETH was to to go down right so right, yeah in fact even more impermanent loss than if you had just simply entered that that lp farm right and you weren't getting that yield up front now if you wanted you could take that upfront pay, pay out in eth and sell all of it for usdc well now you've created a uh, a short hedge against your against the downturn of the price of ETH, right? And that gives you uh, a dynamic hedge. You know, this upfront payout allows you to dynamically hedge against impermanent loss, right? So that's that's one cool thing. And and to finish my thought earlier, let's say it's a stable pool, uh, USDC, USDT, or a three-curve pool, whatever it might be, you could take some of that upfront payout and you could take, you could take that over to somewhere like Y2K buy DPEG insurance, which is basically outside of smart contract risk itself is basically your only um, a risk uh, uh, risk that you're facing, right? So you could, uh, like I said, there's because Resonate allows you to pull future yield forward, you're able to do something with that capital, right? To protect your principal. Gotcha. Just, right. And you're, and you're able to do that in a capital efficient manner don't need to pull capital from somewhere else to be able to build that product. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Totally. So, so what, uh, what else is being built on, uh, you know, on revest or are, are there other things that are coming out or, or is resonate like the main product right now and you're building that? What, what does biz dev look like for you? Yeah, it's certainly the main product right now. Uh, but yeah, the, the goal with revest is, you know, it's going to have, Oh, all of its toes in every little pine town, and you're going to have other protocols that are going to build on top of Revest. Some of those might be in-house projects like Resonate, or they might be uh, external projects that just find uh, Revest NFTs to be useful uh, to what they're doing. So uh, at Revest, you know, it charges uh, a fee to use its its technology. So that's the the model of Revest. It's it's uh, you know, the goal is to have like an ecosystem of related or potentially unrelated protocols that are just building on top of Reva. Gotcha. So, so, um, how, how's it going then? You were saying, you were talking about the market, the current market conditions and trying to do BD and discords being barren and, and, you know, uh, dust, what is it called? Weird. Uh, I can't even think of it. The, the the dust ball that goes by. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, that, the tump, the tumble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So how? Yeah. What? What are? Your, what's your strategy right now, Scooter? For for building, for growing in in the, these conditions. Yeah, I mean, where to even start? It's uh, it's pretty brutal. Not gonna lie, but you know, it's not. You know, protocol teams are like very keen learn about resonate and to talk to us and almost every you know meeting we have with a team goes really well they really like what we're doing they find it super innovative um on the, you know on the other side of things on the issuer or on the uh user side of things obviously it's a little bit you know it's not what it was a year ago uh, we're not necessarily like for our own growth dependent right now on like lots of locking up into to resonate uh, because we're going after uh, you know, hedge funds and large LPs, and sometimes that looks like we'll go to a protocol that we'll meet with them. You know, it goes really well. They'll say, "Okay, you know, kind of low on users right now. I'm not so sure that we're going to be able to like, fill the issuer side of things with lots of users that are looking to come get that upfront payout." Uh, so we might, you know, send a, f- a hedge fund their way that might be interested in what in in locking up that liquidity. Uh, usually, they want there to be some sort of risk mitigation, or something built into into what they're entering. Um, not always, right? It depends on it depends on what their on what their principle is in, right? Um, so yeah, we're, we're that's what we're working on right now, and. That's going really well. Like, even though market has done what it's done recently, and there's been, you know, even some of the funds that we talked to, like I mentioned, they they've lost money uh, on FTX, right? And they're a little bit spooked, but I find that like right now is the perfect time to go after those kind of funds, right? Because you know, right now we want to, you know, to convince them that like going full DeFi was always the answer. To, to mitigate some of those risks that they face on, on centralized exchanges. Yeah, like to answer your question, it's 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 going really well. I mean, all things considered, uh, we've like I don't know, thirty over thirty um, partner protocols at this point, um, and That's we're yeah, we're slowly really building up uh, and getting the word out there to say more like. Uh, casual DeFi users that uh, might be interested in, in in locking up liquidity for an upfront payout. So we're slowly expanding that side of things, but I think I think maybe for the next you know next short while um, until like a lot of these users come back, it may be the case that we're more reliant uh, in terms of growth. Where uh, we are getting uh, you know these hedge funds partnered up or. or, or paired up with with protocol treasuries on the other side yeah and i want i'm wondering i mean because i mean part of building is locking up liquidity right like you want to be able to have liquidity out there so that your your project is still alive and well and people can interact with it um on on dexes right but um but i'm wondering if the play is there like a like a little person play like a little like like a fish play and not necessarily a, a whale play you know, like more consumer, more um, 
you know, smaller lockups, things like that. Uh, I know that it's, it's way, it's way nicer to land like a big fish, you know, but, but in this, in this economy, you'll take anything, right? Any win is a win. <laughs> I totally understand. Do you have your screen share right now? Uh, no, and I don't think stages handles that. Okay. Sorry. So you can oh, drop for- a screenshot in the chat. Yeah, sure. So, so let me do that. So, this is what this is one of the pools we got right now on Resonate. This is a uh, staked urine curve pool. We've got a hedge fund lined up on the issuer side, and our CEO Rob on the uh, purchaser side. So I'm trying to my screenshot here so that and as you're gonna see it's earning quite an impressive uh yield i just dropped that in the in the chat there so if you look up at the top left that's showing you what the underlying yield farm uh is uh, what the current apy is what the current estimated apy is yeah, this is for a two-week lock, right? So we've got a fund that's coming in. They're locking up for two weeks, uh, and they're going to get 1% uh, up front. And they plan on coming back every two weeks and rolling that 1% into more uh, stake during curve, compounding in that way. They're looking at something like under 30% annualized. Oh, they're very happy with that. Because they get a fixed yield, get it up front, and they don't have to to worry about interest rate fluctuations. Uh, now, maybe casual user isn't as interested in like the fixed yield aspect and like hedging against interest rate fluctuations. Uh, and if you see here, the, I think when this uh, when they had entered this uh, ten or eleven days ago. Uh, Yield was, I think, about 48%, let's say. It's gone up quite a bit since then, right? So on the other side, on the purchaser side, on the get boosted yield side, you know, since they entered this uh, this deal, since they were matched with that hedge fund, their yield that's being pushed, their yield FNFT has gone up. right? From what they expected right and what they had based their upfront payout on right they're actually up to like a hunt like you see here 106 percent um py right now and that's a two week i mean that's a that's a return that's not wait how are they up to 100 because and and scooter can i put this into the podcast notes or do or or you don't want this distributed this this thing this jpeg Oh no! Whatever you like, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So, listener, podcast listener, look at your notes to see this screenshot that we're talking about, so you you know. But you said so. Right now, it's a it's an estimated APY of fifty seven percent. That's if you didn't get the early payout, right? That's what right. the estimate is. That's variable. It can change, but you can get for the next if you lock it for fourteen days, you get one percent. So that's two weeks. So that over the year, it's going to be like twenty five percent, right? Fifty two. Uh, so it's 20, 26%, let's say, uh, APY. That's awesome. That 26 APY is better than anything you're going to get in a bank or whatever. You know, so this is not financial advice. Yeah, yeah. 
But so you, but you just said a hundred percent APY. What, what was that regarding? Yeah. So on the purchaser side, right? Your APY, right? Your ROI, I should say, not dependent upon what the underlying yield farm is. It's dependent upon what you pay out, right? Versus how much you get back. Right? So in this case, the purchaser here is paying out one point zero six percent. They're getting back. It's 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 a little over two uh, percent, right? So that difference is about a hundred percent, which is represents their ROI over the course of that two weeks. Yeah. Oh, got it. Right. So it's a very boosted yield, right? It's got it. It's very yeah. It's I don't know what that is annualized, but it's a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. But you have to understand right, this right. is a market, right? So maybe uh, here in four days or whenever. Uh, this fund is is ready to lock up again for another two weeks. I might say, hey, you guys made out like like a bandit. Uh, how about you pay me out a little bit more upfront? Because that underlying yield farm, the APY has gone up, they might be able to justify that, right? But it's a market on both sides. Uh, you know, issuers and purchasers, they can, uh, you know, come to an agreement on like what that upfront payout ought to be. And they can reconvene on that every two weeks. We kind of like the shorter dated pools because it allows for some optionality, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And so, like, you if you take the early payout, you're getting 25% interest, or you're getting 20, 25% on that uh, APY if you if you annualize it, right? And then the uh, the other the uh, the 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 pay, the payouter, the person, the the party giving the payout is making double the yield. So, so they're getting twenty five percent too. Yeah, but and you're doing all this in the screenshot scooter. You're just putting your 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 curve in there, your urine curve, and you're putting your USDC right there. That's where you're adding it, right? You're connecting your wallet. You're adding it. The you're putting the liquidity right there. Is that how you interact with this? Yeah. So, so the issue, like you're not coming with a liquidity position. You're 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 providing liquidity right here. Well, uh, in this case, you would need staked urine curve, uh, or I shouldn't say staked. You need your urine curve uh, first. You would go, you would go attain that, and then bring that to resonate. And then our system is just going to back end earns uh, staking system, right? So we're going to go deposit that, and that'll start earning the yield, right? Um, one more thing I want to share here is one of the cool things you can do, and this is what this this particular hedge fund is doing, uh, sort of uh, adjacent to this principal position. They are also good. I feel like a screenshot is incoming. I, yeah, I'm I'm trying to track it down. Oh yeah, this is really cool because this is. This is really only possible from a capital efficiency perspective because of the nature of Resonate, of being able to pull your yield forward, basically. I guess in that sense, it uh, resembles, if I could give an example, maybe something that people out there are familiar with, uh, kind of like Alchemix, the system. Okay. We know and love Alchemix. Yeah, so... so this institution, what they're doing is uh, you know, they're locking up that wa- that urine curve, uh, but they're also opening a 1x short on any 
exchange they like. We recommend DYDX um, because of the more decentralized nature of that protocol compared to like Binance. Uh, but it's wherever they like. Uh, and that's going to give them a uh, hedge. It, may, it basically gives them a delta neutral position. They're also earning annualized, here it says about 27.5% on top of that. Uh, that's the kind of stuff that funds this stuff really. When I tell them this, when I show them like what we can do, you know, this is the thing to the level of returns that they're expecting with their more like traditional uh, strategies. Now they're getting this in DeFi and they're also getting uh, these protections right? against the uh, movement of the value of their principal position, right? So this, is, this stuff really peaks their Okay, so we're looking at like a 27.5% fixed rate APR on USD. And uh and so we can also include this in the in the podcast description notes for the listener to peruse. Yeah, no, this is like uh this is some really cool stuff. So so yeah, the uh this is just an example, one pool. Uh you know, maybe this rate will change uh three two weeks that's kind of good right that's that's a true market you know purchasers and issuers they're going to come to an agreement uh, on this urine curve pool three two weeks right and it's going to uh that's going to and, and you could actually have somebody come in and start a different pool uh, right now that wants to offer a little bit more right and steal away that uh, you know that issuer from like another pool. Oh, so, so yeah, we're gonna we're, as we get more IU locked into resonate uh, and more players on both sides, the deals we're gonna have. Uh, we're gonna start seeing like issuers and purchasers like reconvening like uh, rapidly to determine what that payout should be. Right. What's that next level for you? Because right now it's like 1.3 million locked. But what do you what are you trying to get to like what's so I could say like for pool together if we could get uh two hundred fifty million locked we can start seeing like hundred thousand dollar prizes not daily but like you know freak some some frequency right uh, what's that for you guys? Well, it's in terms of like what our goals are as far as TVL or. Yeah, like, uh, does that change anything? Does that allow you to, like, uh, does that free you up? What, like, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to think about, like, what, right now we're in a resource-scarce environment. So what if that wasn't the case? What if resources were abundant? What could you do? Well, you know, I, the market depth or just the partners that we have right now, so just, like, potentially, like, you know, if all of their... Uh, li- liquidity was to be ran through Resonate, like what that would look like as far as TVL for us. Uh, it's pretty huge. I mean, right now we're partnered up with you know, Ido and Alchemix and Earn, Eladrome and GMX and you know, 20 other so protocols. But the market depth on just those from the current partners is I want to say I actually have the number. It's like uh, fifty billion. That's it. 
It's fifty billion. Yeah. So it's a huge market, uh, potentially. Uh I don't know what kind of penetration we're gonna get, but uh the market is gigantic. Yeah, I mean I could see like why why don't you have the resonate button on, on your liquidity pool, you know? Like why isn't that why can't I just cash out right now, get get that yield? Yeah, no, and 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 that's where and one of the things we're doing right now is working on making it easy for protocols to make that resonate option like more obvious on their own front ends. So, uh, you know, incorporating iframes that are going to actually bring resonate, uh, that resonate pull that's relevant onto their front end, right? So that's one of the things that we're working on. Also, on our our front end, we want to uh, eventually have a, a a zapper that will allow you to say like not have to bounce around from front end to front end if you want to take some urine curve to, to put in this resonate pool you could do exactly that, that right from our front end right so it's a one-stop shop exactly yeah there's a service called I'm, I'm gonna have them on the podcast uh maybe in january called cross mint and i had this experience where i wanted to buy a solana nft but i didn't have enough soul and it allowed me to take my ethereum my ETH and be able to purchase it, you know, so uh, the more that we can abstract away and take away friction, you know, like, oh, I don't have that specific, very specific thing that I need to use the product. Like, if we can one button it, like if we can just, yeah, we'll figure that out for you. And also, anytime that happens, I feel like I'm getting scammed. So be able to make it convenient to me and be very clear about how much I'm paying for that convenience. I I, I think uh, crypto would be Web3 would be a better place. And I, I love that idea of just being able to be like, give me that option to get to get my yield right now for the liquidity position that I'm that I'm putting in for the next two weeks or something like that. And I love that also short time frames for somebody who's ADD and like doesn't want to commit to something more than, you know, a month in advance or something. That's also very helpful. You got so many markets here, Scooter. You got yeah, so, no, many, it's, so many ways to go. Yeah, because, you know, just the basic... Uh, just the basic arrangement that we've set up, uh, you know, all Resonate is, is you know, a yield futures protocol. But, you know, because we have a certain, because we use basically uh, these FNFTs represent, you know, principal and yield, uh, we're able to do things at other protocols, you know, our quote unquote competition, uh, you know, other protocols that are, say, uh, offering you know, fixed yields, where they take a variable yield and make a fixed yield product out of it. Uh, they're usually incorporating some ERC-20, trying to shoehorn in some sort of ERC-20-based system. The problem with that, uh, that FNFTs, our system doesn't have, is that you basically cannot do rolling maturities. Right. So you have, uh, you know, an ERC-20 that represents, you know, it's fungible, right? It represents all of those positions in that pool. And so that pool, in order to, like, do the liquidity right and the incentivization right, basically need all of those positions within that pool to mature at the same time. Right? But with FNFTs, by representing, basically by using the non-fungible, represent the non-fungible, as we think the the way it ought to be, uh, you're able to do 
things you couldn't do before. You know, you know, Pindle, AP Wants, and these other operations, nothing against those guys. But you know, trying to shoehorn in the ERC-20, it really makes it impossible to do the things that, that Resonate allows for. You know, when we match an issuer and a purchaser in a pool, those principal and yield FNFTs that are then produced, those are completely unique to that underlying position. Right? They have their own maturity date. Um, they're not, they're not, uh, you don't need, uh, well, and the cool thing about this, you don't need to, as a protocol, incentivize any liquidity around you know, a specific pool, right? around that specific position, because uh, it has its own unique maturity Beautiful. date. Yeah. Right? And this is just like it opens the door to like so much. It just was not possible with ERC twenty system. Yeah, and I'm not kidding. I mean, I would love to see this for pool together where you somebody makes a pool together deposit, they lock it up, you know, with this FNFT, and then they get a portion of the their proposed prizes, you know. Um, and then whoever's issuing that gets the full prize you know so there's a way to do that where it's like it's pretty cool yeah, they don't just get the full prize right they don't just get the underlying yield they get the difference between their upfront payout and that underlying yield right oh so yeah that's, that's right yeah so there's going to be a boosted yield over uh, had they just entered uh the prize pool on their own right for that over that duration so yeah it's it's a good arrangement for both sides Oh, uh, as long as that upfront payout is like what it ought to be, uh, and it's a market, so they're gonna they're gonna determine that the issuer and the purchaser, and yeah, uh, it's just playing off off the time preferences really of the two parties. Right. Well, definitely, it's good to see uh, Chris K drop by DeFi Donut. Uh, we're talking, we're getting some. See, Chris, Chris gave me my intro into DeFi, and now I'm talking liquidity pool, financial NFT position stuff with Scooter. Uh, so I want to thank Chris for the foundational stuff. And Scooter, I really well, let's keep talking about how we can do more with this with Pool Together and Godspeed in this market, brother. This is a. Uh, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it. <laughs> I know. And, uh, we're, we're and I totally think you guys make. building, and I'm I'm serious about that. Uh, resonate. I just love that. Uh, I want more tokens later, or I want tokens now. That I I, I want to integrate that in the most sites in DeFi. <laughs> no, I'm I'm super excited, and you know, after this, we can you know, perhaps set up a, a meeting or something to do like a, a discovery call with our teams and see if if. Uh, it doesn't make sense to have a resonate pool for for pull together, and uh, totally. that that might be really cool. So that's how biz dev is done, baby. Yeah, so. yeah. You guys are getting to see uh, getting to see it live. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, thanks, Scooter, for being here. We'll put those we'll put that alpha those those screenshots in the podcast description. Uh, Denicio del Toro edits the podcast and does the descriptions and the graphics and everything. And I just show up and I gab with people like Scooter. So Scooter, thanks for being here. Thanks for talking to us about Revest Finance and Resonate. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep talking. Yeah, thanks again. Uh, like, I really appreciate you having me on and uh, looking forward to, to working together potentially. Be great. If there's any uh, synergy here. Very cool. All right. Well, that's it. All right, everybody. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to the Pool Together Community Podcast. You can visit pooltogether.com to deposit, and we'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. So visit the Pool Together Discord and let us know.